Welcome to Ormwood Church in Atlanta, Georgia, and to our podcast where we share our Sunday sermons for those in Ormwood Park, Atlanta, and beyond. Our mission is to welcome everyone to explore the living God in all of our neighborhoods, and we value welcoming others, opening our minds, being of service, and participating in whatever ways God calls us. We hope you learn, grow, and find a place to belong with us. Friends, we conclude our Eastertide with Acts 1, 1 through 11. So listen now for a word from God. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It's not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? And this Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Amen. So I do want to read one part of that scripture passage again. While Jesus was going and the disciples were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. And they said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? Many, many years ago, after an Easter Sunday sermon, and before I was the one in the pulpit, you could have found me crying in my car. Kids in car seats, Chris rubbing my back. It's an odd reaction after what's usually the most happy Sunday of the church calendar. New life, God's best overcomes our worst. He is risen, he is risen indeed. And yet there I was sniffling. We were at a church that perhaps wasn't the best fit theologically, but they loved our kids. They allowed Chris and I to practice ministry in grad school, and they tolerated our more progressive leanings. But this Easter somewhat broke me. It broke me because the pastor had basically preached a sermon in direct opposition to our passage from today. His sermon, the main point was basically all eyes on heaven. So Jesus died and was resurrected so that we could go to heaven when we die. So keep heaven as your goal. The thing is, I was in seminary and Chris was halfway through his PhD in the New Testament. And so we knew, I knew that the Bible says about as much on heaven as it does on hair braids and hairstyles, which is some, but not a lot. And often when heaven is discussed, it's cryptic or certainly does not reflect the pie in the sky images that our modern sensibilities have been offered. For a long time, the early religion of Israel didn't even have a strong theology of afterlife. Death was just either the end or a big mystery. 
And when the idea of heaven does develop in the religion, it often reflects shared cultural images with Egypt or Babylon or Samaria. The thing is, we still just don't know a lot about what happens after we die. But that does not explain why I was so upset. I'm pretty comfortable in mystery. My faith in a good God instead of a good theology sets me up to have some open hands on what comes after death. No, I was upset because I feared what the angels in our passage feared. That we as Christians get so caught up imagining, hoping for, and planning on an escape route from this world that we neglect the gift of our lives and the lives of others that are lived nowhere else but in this world. We catch ourselves too often just staring off at heaven. This passage is at the beginning of the book of Acts. It's kind of the part two to the Gospel of Luke. And the Gospel of Luke tells all about Jesus and his life. And so Acts is all about the work of the early church after Jesus left. So this morning, we're saying goodbye to Jesus at the very beginning of Acts. The disciples are gathered around. They're looking at Jesus' departure, looking at what was. And yet they aren't allowed to stay in that posture. Immediately, it says, two men in white, a signal that they're divine messengers, interrupt these kind of frozen chosen staring into space and bring them back to the present, to this world with the question, why are you staring into heaven? After our passage today, the disciples switch from following Jesus around to sharing Jesus's message, sharing his love the way to follow in his steps. These disciples stop staring at heaven and start working towards sharing Jesus's loving kingdom of heaven here on earth. They do not neglect the world or dream about escaping it. They dive deeper into it. So back to crying Janelle. I was in the middle of an ethics course at the time and ethics courses, especially when they're taught with real life case studies are real heartbreakers. So much so that our wonderful teacher, Dr. Elinot Marshall, started every class with a silly video. She called it the moment of bliss, and often it was things like Marcel the Shell. And then after that, we dive into these tragedies, right? Like inhumane treatment of migrants in Colorado. So I came to this Easter sermon needing to know that Jesus makes a difference to a single mother at a factory in Pueblo, Colorado. And instead, I was offered an assurance that when my life is over, I can pretend like it never happened in heaven. It seemed tone deaf, impractical, and as if the only thing God is concerned about is reality after we die. So cue a very disappointed Janelle. That theology of heaven has really gotten us in trouble. I mean, I understand where it comes from. When a pastor or a friend is sitting with a struggling person in pain, and there is nothing, nothing you can do about that pain, nor can you explain it away, offering the idea of heaven as a Band-Aid is a relief. I mean, this place can really suck. So humans have always imagined something better after heaven. This theology got slaves to survive the cotton fields, right? I love the spirituals that imagine something bigger than our experience here. 
And even Jesus talks about what happens after he dies with his disciples. He uses it to comfort them. He says he's going somewhere they can't go now, but where he's going, there is room for them eventually. It's a balm. But what made me so weepy on that Easter morning was reflecting instead on how Christian identity founded on escaping from this world has also caused us to neglect the earth, if not outrightly destroy God's creation. What hit me hard was the ways Christians have neglected looking at their neighbors in the eyes because they've been staring up at some idea of a utopia, which their neighbors might or might not make it to. What made me so sad was the way our religion has tended to lean towards an otherworldly heaven instead of tending to the kingdom of heaven among us that Jesus's teachings cultivate, loving our neighbors. So cue the men dressed in white. Why are you looking at heaven? From this passage onward, the book of Acts stops looking up and starts looking around at the world God's created, the people God loves, the communities God is trying to transform. The disciples are given a purpose, to be witnesses to God's love and Jesus' teaching so that others can experience the kingdom of heaven here and now among them. And this is still what we are gosh darn trying to do. (laughs) The Holy Spirit guides inspires, sustains this work. We're not to be crushed by Jesus's departure, but to mature and to share and to witness to what it is we learn and are learning together to experience and usher in the kingdom of God among this world in the hopes that whatever comes next will be experienced in those same loving arms that have grown so familiar here. So when you think about the ministries and the people and the work of the Holy Spirit in our annual meeting update, which was wrapped into this worship service, think about those disciples who turned from staring up at heaven and set their eyes on their fellow humans, their tangible communities, and began to carry on in Jesus's kingdom work here on earth. Because it is in this experience of Christ among us that we become prepared for whatever comes next. Amen.